Amen. While y'all standing, let's go into a word of prayer. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, I thank you for another service. Father God, another opportunity to be found in your house, oh God, as we get ready, God, to share the word of the living God with the precious saints of God. Father God, have you, as you have been pressing this word upon me for a few days, I pray, oh God, that the Holy Ghost, God, would take over my mouth, take over my mind, take over my will, and deliver to the people of God, Father God, what you would have to say to them today. Every soul, Father God, is so precious in your eyes. And oh God, open up our hearts. God, open up our minds. For you are our strength. Father God, you are our refuge. You are our high tower. You are very present help in the time of trouble. And I'm grateful for that. Now, oh God, have your way. Bind every spirit, every distraction, everything that would attempt to hinder what the word of the Lord has to say in this place today. Amen. While you're standing, amen, let me just give you this scripture to open up. And then you can take your seat. I'm going to be reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9. Isaiah, chapter 9. And verse 6. For a child is born to us. A son is given unto us. It says, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The word I want to pull out of this particular scripture right there is counselor. A lot of people don't realize that Jesus is the best counselor you ever going to meet in your life. In your life. And the Bible calls him right here. It called him a counselor. And I've always taken that scripture as somebody when you're trying to find advice, you call them and you get advice from them. But there's another meaning to the word counselor that as I looked into it, y'all know words have several meanings. But one of the words for counselor is a therapist. Right here he's talking about he is a therapist. Have a seat right there. She's going to sit like our therapist today. How many of you ever been to a therapist? You know what the purpose of a therapist is? Therapy is the title of this sermon. Somebody say therapy. Most of the people don't ever get access to a therapist, and that's why they never get healed from all of the jacked up things that's going on in their spirit. But whenever you get access to a therapist, a lot of us, we get access to doctors for the physical. We get access to doctors for the mental. But you need access to a spiritual therapist. Jesus said it like this. He said, they that are whole don't need a physician. Don't you know if therapists have PhDs? 
doctor behind their name. He called himself a physician. Why did he call himself a physician? Because he's a therapist. He's a spiritual therapist. <laughs> All right. Somebody say we're going to therapy. For two weeks, I'm going to teach y'all how to pray. We're going to talk about prayer for two weeks. Prayer is therapy. Y'all can sit down. Prayer is therapy. <laughs> Let me just give you a little, lay something down for you right quick. How many of you ever been to a therapist? Now listen, let's not be in here acting shy. Because that's why people can't grow. And pride will keep you from growing. Therapy is a healthy part of development as a human. You got to have somebody that you can talk to straight about how you really feel and how you really think. And a trained therapist, I went on YouTube. Listen, y'all, I'm going to make a confession. I'm kind of a nerdy guy. I study some things sometimes that people would be like, where he, but I am. And it took me a lot of years to embrace that side of them because where I grew up, if you nerdy, you get bullied. So don't dumb yourself down to ever fit in a crowd. A lot of people do that. They grow up in a certain environment. They have intellectual giftedness, but they dumb themselves down because intelligence is not welcome in those settings. Don't you ever dumb yourself down to fit any area. As a matter of fact, don't dumb yourself down in anything you're doing in life to fit with a smaller crowd. But you ask God, if God, if I have passed this crowd up, bring me to a bigger crowd. Because if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to get out of that room. Because you can't grow. You need to be around people that intimidate you, that you respect, that you look up to, because you can't receive from what you don't honor. I like the spirit in here. It's, it wasn't, it, we wasn't all rowdy, rowdy today. Because this is going to be an intellectual. It's going to appeal to your intelligence. All right? How many intelligent people then? I better see every hand. Because everybody with a brain, God made you with intelligence. Amen? Don't let IQ tests and all that determine your intelligence. Some things we get involved in. It can affect our thought processes. It can slow them down. But when you come to Christ, he said you get a sound mind. God can restore your mind back from all the drugs and the alcohol and things that you ever did. All right? So you're going to be the counselor today. <laughs> Listen. See, I just needed something to see. So she's kind of like a representation of Jesus. That's serious. So you need to, I need you to focus. I need you to listen. So when I started studying this, when you, when you start studying the book of Psalms, every psalm, let me tell you what a psalm is. A psalm, and what Josh, I want, I want Josh and Bill to catch this right here. This is what a psalm was. Somebody would go through a life situation, and then they would pray to God about it. And then it would become a song, a song. And when they finished that song, after they wrote about their experience, they would take that song and walk up to Josh and say, put some music to this. And then when you come to church that week, you're going to be listening to the experience of what somebody just went through while they was walking with God. 
So praise and worship stay relevant because it was relevant current issues that they were singing about. Hence why they say singing to the Lord a new song. Because when you're walking with God, you're going to always have challenges that you're going through. And every challenge should produce a fresh prayer or a fresh song. But why are you still singing the songs from things you conquered five years ago? No, you need new songs to be relevant to what you're dealing with right now. So when I started studying the book of Psalms, one, one person that studied it, he broke it down into five categories. He called some psalms psalms of thanksgiving. He called them psalms of praise, psalms of uh, victory. Well, there was one particular psalm package they called a psalm of lamentation. Over 50 of the psalms fall under the category of a, 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 a Christian or somebody that walked with God lamenting over something they were experiencing. The word lamentation means expressing a strong complaint, expressing a type of mourning, some type of grief, some type of misfortune or calamity that affected you so deep you went into a lamentation and out of that lamentation you wrote a psalm or a prayer. You were praying to God out of the anguish of what you experienced. So in other words, psalms are broken up into what we call today genres. You had the praise genre. Well, can you just like David, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continue. He was just praising God for a victory. You had the psalm of thanksgiving when God blessed the fruit of the land and they just wanted to thank him. But then you had times that they were going through hard things and they didn't understand why they were going through it, how they were going through it, the meaning of it. And they just started talking to God and say, God, why are you not changing this? See, Christians need to know that there's an outlet for everything you face. When, when Christ died, the Bible said God turned around and gave him to the church. In other words, God put Christ in a position to work everything we face and go through. He has to serve or he has to be available. He has to sit and listen to your crazy. See, that's what's wrong. <laughs> that's what's wrong. See, a lot of people around you, they will never understand how your mind works. Because they didn't make it. <laughs> they will never understand your emotional transitions. Because they didn't give it to you. They don't, they don't understand you because they're not your creator. So God said, what I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to cause Christ to experience all the elements that a man experienced. Because that way when humans come to him in prayer, he's going to have to sit down right there, no matter how long it takes, no matter how many hours, and let him get it all out. Because some of these prayers and songs, they were they things about God. Take my enemy's children and throw them against the wall. 
Y'all think y'all been going through some trial? Think about a trial that makes you hate somebody so bad you want to see harm to their children. But listen, based on how you grew up and how you were raised, your mind may work in some strange ways. And you got to know that God is right there. See, everything you can't pray to everybody, that's the problem. That's the problem. Some of those things that's going on in there, you can't be taking that to everybody. You got to call your therapist. And you got to say, Jesus, I need some therapy. I need some therapy. This is how you're supposed to be praying. Prayer is supposed to be intelligent, on point, precise, exactly to the point of what we're dealing with. Prayer is not some random thing. It's an act of communication where you are getting ready to express to God. This is why people can't grow because they don't express to God how they really feel. Somebody say prove it. Two men went to the temple to pray. One man went to therapy and all he wanted to do when he got in front of the therapist was impress him. Nothing wrong with me. I ain't crazy. I don't even know why I'm here. I pay tithes twice in the week. I've been preaching a very long time. What I'm here for? I, I don't need count, what, counsel. You know how long I've been walking this Christian thing? I, I've been at this 20. What you mean I need to fix something? Check the roll book. Check the tithe sheet. Check, check. I'm there. And the other man walks in. The Bible says when he went to therapy, he knew he was jacked up. He didn't even lift his eyes up. He didn't even, he didn't even pick up his head. All he did was sit down in the chair. And it was like, how much time you got? I got some issues. I got some things I'm dealing with, I'm wrestling with right now. You, you got time for me? You, 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 can you handle the things I'm about to tell you that I've been dealing with? Hold on, I'm going to let you say that again. What you said? i just been waiting for you to let me handle it. <laughs> now, I didn't tell her to say that. Let's go to Psalms 55. Let me, let's unpack, let's unpack uh, what, what this man was going through. You ready? So before you, when you start your therapy session, we call it prayer. But remember, it's therapy. Now listen, here's some rules for therapy. Don't go to therapy acting like you don't need to be in therapy. Don't don't come to therapy acting like you're not struggling with leaving that woman alone. Don't, Don't come to therapy like that. Don't come to therapy acting like you don't have a problem telling the truth. Don't come like that. Don't come to therapy acting like depression is not, not, not battling you because if depression wasn't battling you, you wouldn't be in therapy. When you come to therapy with Christ, say, listen, I've been battling anxiety, depression, fighting this old addiction. I, I, this is where I'm at. And, and you, it's, it's good to open like, look how, look how this therapy session opened up. Y'all get y'all Bible, Psalms 55. 
when I started studying this, it started blowing my mind, y'all. Y'all follow me? Some of y'all probably like, okay, I can't wait to get to therapy. I, Jesus, I didn't know you was a therapist. Check this out. Remember, this is a situational prayer. <laughs> All right? He said, to the chief musician on Neganach, Meshul, a psalm of David. Meaning David went through a life situation. He prayed about it. He recorded his prayer. He brought it to Bill and Josh and said, put some music on it. Take this to the studio. He said, give ear to my prayer, oh God. Why are you starting off prayer without getting God's attention? Sometimes you need to set an appointment to pray. Sometimes you need, when your life is chaotic and you've got all kind of things and all kind of distractions going on, okay, 6 o'clock in the morning, I need to set this appointment. I, and guess what? The Bible said in the cool of the day, God met Adam. Meaning God knew every day what time they're going to be Adam in the same spot every time. If you start setting your appointment with your therapist, I guarantee you he's not going to miss an appointment ever. He's not a human. He says, and hide not yourself from my supplication. But what he was saying is, God, listen, what I'm getting ready to talk about, what I'm getting ready to talk about, I don't need you to do nothing else. In other words, I need all the attention of heaven on me right now. Huh? Y'all ever been through something like that? Well, you need, that's the kind of God you serve. That God will stop everything that's going on to tend to one person that's calling on him from the right spirit. Attend to me. Somebody say, God, pay attention. And hear me. He say, I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. He say, something that I'm dealing with right now has me so disturbed, I'm mourning. I'm grieving. I'm aggravated. I'm troubled. See, this is real prayer. This is not the kind of prayer that's going to keep you. No, this is the kind of prayer that's going to cause you to be confident. Jesus said, blessed are they that mourn. See, a lot of Christians want to pray when they feel worthy to pray. That's babe thinking. A babe only prays when they feel they right with God. But a mature person know the scripture says this. A man ought to always pray and not faint. You need to always call on your therapist no matter if you feel worthy or unworthy. You need to be talking to your psychiatrist. Now that I got your attention, let me tell you why I'm my spirit is troubled. He said, because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, until you learn how to get specific on what the need is, what's causing the disturbance, what's causing the distress, what's causing the depression, the oppression, the battle, until you learn how to self-diagnose yourself. See, a lot of people wait for other people to diagnose them when Paul said, examine your own self. 
Your prayer life should be on fire. A human should never have a cold prayer life because you always going to have issues you're dealing with. You always going to have financial things you're dealing with, marriage things you're dealing with, work things you're dealing with. Because there's always going to be something knocking at your door. Why is it that we struggle to pray with all of the myriad of problems that we face every day? Somebody say, no more struggling with prayer. Because it's just therapy. Have you ever prayed and felt better? I didn't say you prayed and things changed. <laughs> See, I said, have you ever prayed and felt better? Because when you pray and write, you're transferring that burden off of your spirit and you're giving it to him. The scriptures say, cast your burden and he will sustain you. He said, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pain within me. Let me talk to my therapist, because i got to get in character right here. I'm trying to get where David at. I'm talking too calm. David said he was, he was a little, he was going through. So let me see if I can help me, Holy Ghost. You listening? <laughs> Jesus say, David say, I mourn. In my complaint, my soul is troubled. That's what making a noise. He said, the reason I'm here today is because the voice of the enemy, he keep talking to me, keep telling me I'm not worthy, keep telling me you don't love me. Because I've been rejected so many times in life, I was abused as a child, I don't even feel like I have a value. I don't even know my identity, I'm struggling. Give Jesus a mic. He need a mic. <laughs> we need to hear Jesus talking. Oh, yeah. Jesus needs to be heard. All right, Holy Ghost. See, I feel something right here. Give Jesus a mic. Ooh, I feel it. For Jesus, they cast iniquity upon me. And in wrath, they hate me. Why people hate me? I didn't even... Like why? What? Why am I? Why am I receiving such hatred? Son, they hated me. Oh. When I was on the cross, they was wagging their head. They was mocking me, but I still loved them even on the cross. How and you did that? How did, did you? Do because God gave me the strength to do it, and I was able to say, "Father, forgive them, for they know not." What but they I do. feel so angry. But that's okay. Don't be angry. Don't sin, sin not. Don't I want to get vengeance. Don't get vengeance. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay. How you, what you mean? Why I can't just go fight this battle on my own? Because this battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's not how I grew up, though. It don't matter. But how did God grow you up? I don't feel like turning other cheek. You have to, because he say bless those who. I don't want to bless nobody. You got to. I want to fight. You got to be in my will, son. And if you don't want things to be withheld and bless your family, you have to bless those. Don't worry about those. I'll take care of them. 
But you listen and be obedient It don't to me. seem fair. But it is fair. Why it seems like because I've chosen to follow you, I always get the short end of the stick. That's how it works, son. This is a battle. This is a war. And you got to constantly be in it and fight. You got to put your helmet on. Haven't I give you all, all the parts of the armor that you need? But I want to throw my helmet at somebody. Don't do that, son. It's not worth it. Your reputation. If you do that, you have a whole church that you shepherding. If you do that, you will lose the confidence of those that love you. Listen to the trick of the enemy is to devour you. The trick of the enemy wants to mess your reputation and your good standing. What enemy? All I see is people. All I see is faces. You got to look at that Satan. You got to look at Lucifer who's working behind them. It's not the people. It's who's behind the people. You attack it through prayer because if you come in agreement with me, we got the enemy because the enemy does not have power over the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has power over the enemy. But my heart is so a pain within me. I could, you want me to forgive. You have to. You, every time I come to you, you have to. You start. telling me forgive, forgive. Yes, I hear 70 times seven. Because what about works. 70 blows no, upside the head? What about that? It In Visa, that's what I learned. No. In Macomb, I learned swing first. No. And that's what I feel. I feel swing first because you telling me to be meek, but meek yeah. is weak. No, it's That's weak. weak. He said when you weak, you strong. Remember what he said in his word? I got you. I'm holding your hand. I got you. Pray with me. I already know how you're feeling. Remember, I'm connected to you. So all you got to do is just moan to me, oh. son. If you moan to me, I'm going to help you Ooh. and give you the strength that you need. Haven't I done it time after time after time, again and again and again? Haven't I been good to you? Haven't I been consistent? But listen, listen. The terrors of death are falling off. I feel like this is going to take me out. It's not going to take you out because I got you. You feeling weak right now. I don't feel you, though. I'm I here. can't see you, though. All I have is some word. I'm Listen, I feel death upon me. No, I feel like the wall's okay. caving in. No, I can't even okay. see tomorrow. Tomorrow, I feel like I'm suffocating, like I'm smothering That's in this why thing. you got to pray, son. You have to pray, you have to be obedient and listen to oh. me and listen to my word. Having my word brought you through time and time listen. again? Okay, listen. I hear everything you say. Listen. Fearfulness and trembling will come upon me. Let me tell you what I'm afraid of. If I take your route, all of these people that thought different about me, they're going to say, he's coward. No, they won't. Oh, yeah, that's what they're going to say. They're no. going to say, well, I can't respect a man like that. He, he never say anything. He, he's quiet. He's humble. He's meek. I can't. I fear that because I want to be respect. I'm a man. I, wanna, I want people to respect me. I wanna, I wanna, I'm a man. But I feel fear and horror is over. I feel overwhelmed in this situation. Son, the most important thing that you got to realize I know you're looking to man, but what you got to do is look to God, because if you're pleasing God, you should already be pleasing man by doing God's will. Anybody who you're serving over, if you're doing the will of the Father, then they're going to see that where your heart is. Those who are in line with God will see your heart and but know that it's not this. weak. Listen, you're not being weak. Listen, 
let me tell you how I feel. This verse 6. And I said, oh, if I had wings like a dove. For then I would fly away and be at rest. I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I feel like running away. Listen. I felt like running away no, too. Listen, but God, get, no, listen. you listen. Because you talking too much and you not listening to what I'm trying to tell you. Okay? Because first of all, when I was laying in that garden and I was crying and praying and I wanted, I wanted the others to, to be right there with me and, and, and them to cry and to pray too. But God just wanted me to focus on him. Forget what they was doing. I needed the strength for myself. So at that moment, I had to get strength to do what I didn't want to do. I didn't have the option to fly away. You don't have the option when things get hard just to run. God wants you to stand still because he's going to give you the strength. Had I ran, you wouldn't be before me right now. It was because I, laid on, I was on that cross to get you through. And you want to run? I didn't have that option when I got crucified for you. When I bled and I died and got whipped and they parted my lots and my garments in front of the whole world, I stood. But so listen, you have to do likewise. All of that sound good. I, I, and and I, It sound good. Mm -hmm. It sound good. But I would hasten my escape. I'm tired of dealing with this. Listen. From the windy storm and the tempest, trial after trial after trial. I thought when I turned to you, it would be blessings on blessings. But all I've been getting is trial after trial. You have blessed me my life better. But think, it not think it not strange. When a fiery trial has come, what is trying to make you? It's trying to make you come out pure as gold. Don't you trust me? Don't you trust me? It's hard. What else do I need to do to show my love for you? It's hard. Why do you want it easy? Why you want I this just journey want easy? But can I, what if I just take a little break? What kind of break are you trying to take, son? Just give me a little, like, just give me a little break. Let you, me want, just... you want to pick your trials and it don't work like that. You don't get to pick which trial you want to face. That, that very trial that, that, you, that you feel so distraught by is the very trial that you need in your life to bring you to the next level. But the question is, do you want to get to the next level? Hold do on. Do you? I need a break from this session. This, this, this session ain't going like I plan. I want a Jesus that's going to agree with me. <laughs> you, 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 you ain't agreeing with me right now. You... I need a break from this session. Anybody can relate to what we're talking about today? Have you ever gone through some things and you just wanted to take a little break, take a little pause? Get you some wings like a dove and disappear? Y'all didn't know prayer was like that, huh? Y'all ain't going through nothing David ain't going through. He's just like y'all. The people that you read about, they just like you. As great as they are, they wanted to quit one day. As great as they are, they wanted to throw in the towel. As great as they are, they wanted to run from their responsibilities just like you. But that's the same man that say, the Lord is my helper. He lift my head. 
He's the lifter of my head. He said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills because he's a very present help in a time of trouble. I don't like my therapist today, but he sure is right. <laughs> what you say, dudes? <laughs> you got to let Jesus tell you what he needs to tell you. You can't pick the counsel. When you go in prayer, be willing for whatever he say. But you can't get the help you need unless you pray just like that. So whenever you go in prayer, tell the truth about where you are. All he's going to do is counter it with his word. Don't hide how you feel. Because every creature is open and naked in his sight already. The Bible says he see your thoughts are far off. He know when you're lying down. He know what you're thinking about. He know what worries you. He know what troubles you. He know what bothers you. He know what you're struggling with. He know your fears. I love the transparency of the Bible because David was a king and he said he had fears. So stop walking in church like super saints and be honest about where you're at. You ain't got to impress nobody because the strength that comes from Jesus is real strength. If you broken, be broken. Oh, my God. You ready to finish? I needed a break from you. You ready to talk. I got to make sure. Look, she want to get closer. I'm ready for this to be over. I want to handle this how I want to. You're talking about turning cheeks in 70 times 70. Whew. feel like Peter right now, cussing and swinging swords. This is how you grow. Because he can't get you past those behaviors except you acknowledge them. Golly. Jesus want to be all in your business. <laughs> He want to look all in your eyes and see you, feel your body language. Golly. Because he said, I'm not going to be with you. I'm going to be in you. I need my space, though. Ooh. In case I want to get out of session. Man. This has been intense. You look like you're enjoying this. Wow, I'm up here getting beat up, and you look like you're just having a good time, Mr. Counselor. You would think after all that, he was ready to go. Look what he said. Destroy their tongues, O Lord. Divide their tongues. For I've seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night, they go about it up on the walls thereof. Mischief also and sorrow in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from her streets. You know what he's trying to tell Jesus? You must not see what's going on. You, I'm, I'm trying to brief you on how people are behaving. Can't you? You are telling me all of these things on how I should act. You don't see how they act. You, you don't understand what they're doing to me, what they're saying about me. You don't get that? 
Because you telling me to keep myself under control. Look at this right here. Mischief and sorrow and violence is all in the streets. Everywhere I turn, somebody out to get me. Trying to hurt me, steal from me, lie on me, slander me. And you talking peace, 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 peace. Son, work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. So what you're telling me is worry about myself? Yes. Sometimes you have to worry about yourself because it's yourself you need to fix. You trying to say I'm broken? You trying to say I'm broken? I'm, I'm trying to help you if you let me. That's the other part of it. If you let me. I'm here. I've always been here and I never leave. I know everything. I know how you didn't want to come to me. It was hard for you to come to me and tell me what you need me for if you're not going to let me do my job. So you just going to lean back in your chair? Like you're going to drop, drop the mic on me? I'm going to lean back in my chair, and I'm not going to drop the mic because I got you. But you have to have you. No one okay. can work harder for you than you. Okay, but what about this? I get that part. I told you I wanted to get run away. You told me I can't run. No. I told you there was violence in the streets, and you told me worry about myself. But, I, but I what about uh, uh, what about this one though? Okay. <laughs> what about this one? See, David was steadily trying to find him a way to get Jesus on his side. He said, "Okay, <laughs> I get it. In 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 Visa and Macomb, it's violence. So I'm gonna get away from that." I'm not, I'm not going to worry about that. But you don't have an answer for this. For if it was an enemy that reproached me, then I could have took that. And neither was it he that hated me. They didn't magnify himself. Then I could have hid myself from him. See, because I expect my enemies to be after me. Because if I know, if I'm a blood, I know where the crips hang. So I'm not going to go in that neighborhood. I know how my enemies move. I, we mark territories. I, I won't go sell dope on they cut. I'm going to stay in my little area. We, we know how the streets work. But now I came out of that. And now I'm coming into an environment. Your house. I'm in your house. When I come in your house, I'm thinking everybody's supposed to be like you. Because if it was an enemy, we used to have a way to deal with that. But listen, no, let me get this out. Get I've been out. listening to you all day. Let me get this out. Get it all out. And then it wasn't my enemy. It wasn't a crip. It was my equal. My God. My acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together. And we walked in the house of God in company. You still got to forgive him, son. What you mean? This the church. You still got to forgive Pause. him. Pause. If you can't master getting over church hurt, you're never going to grow. Because let me tell you why. The people, and I had to, this is what this is, what this is telling you. The broken people come to church. So you're going to get in encounters with people that's not healthy themselves. And part of your maturity is not, not expecting it when you come to church, but expect it. Because you're dealing with somebody that used to be an adulterer. 
a drug dealer, a thief, a liar. Because they are now in the hospital trying to get help. And in the process of them getting help, they may have a fleshly moment and hurt you. Stop acting like you can't get hurt in church. But don't let that be what take you out because thankfully this is far down the list as we're walking through the song because that's not supposed to happen. But my fellow brothers and sisters, it does. You don't walk away from Christ because somebody in Christ's church hurt you. You got to learn how to set hum- separate human behavior from, from what you read about. You sure you wanted to talk to me? I got all kind of stuff going on in here. I see that, son. I got time. Oh, you see it, huh? I'm pretty messed up, huh? You're not messed up. We're going to get you fixed. It's, I can't get through this. It, I'm too messed up. Look at this. Look, you heard all the you're stuff not, I'm... You're not, do you want to serve me? I do, but I don't want to deal with that. Do well, you want to serve? You got to take up your listen, cross and follow listen, me. I dealt with the stuff I'm dealing with in church in the world. You're going to deal with it. I didn't come to church to deal with this. You might have didn't come to church to deal with it, but it will come. I could have just stayed in the world. No. You'd rather stay in the world and do what? Perish? Or you'd rather have everlasting life? It was easier. It was easier. I could just go smoke something, drink something, escape. Now I got to stand right here and face the one that I know don't like. Serving me, son, takes a sacrifice. And if you're not willing to be all in and sacrifice 100%, then you're not going to make it. You have to be willing to count the cross, count the cost, and wear that cross like I did so that you can make, make it in. Listen, verse 15. Let debt seize upon them. Let everybody that come to church and they hypocrites kill them. No, son. You can't think Why would you way. let people like that sit in your house? Why don't because you just you're kill not, them? Because you're wishing evil. It's not for you to do. That's not for you to cast the judgment. Let them go quick the down to hell. Why you got to wait for judgment? They just in it right now. You know they ain't right. Look. You can't tell God how much mercy Send them to hell have. right now. Why would you let somebody sit in your church and they all jacked up? You see they're going around hurting people, damaging. Why don't you just send them to hell right now? Did God send you to hell? Or did God have mercy on you? I'm being long-suffering with you right now. What you mean? At least I'm trying to be honest. I want you to be. And then I want to help you get fixed. And how you do that, you got to listen, son. Sometimes you talk too much. You got to listen. And you got to be willing for me to help you. For wickedness is in their dwellings. And among them. Let me tell you something about the, the evil. Wicked. Let me tell you something about the evil. God will take I'm care of the evil too. I'm tired. Of it. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. Everybody won't count the cross. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. Everybody won't count the cost. I don't know if I can everybody do this. I don't know. I don't know about this. I need to. This is not what I signed up for. Some won't ever try I don't to know. get it right. I don't know. I don't know. I They'll don't know. They'll always have excuses. I need to think about this. I ain't going to church next week. I ain't know. 
And that's the worst thing oh, you no, can I'm do. Oh, no, I'm not going back over there. Let not me, go to church. Oh, no, I need to get God these God never contacts. did you one thing. Let me get all of them off my page. Oh, no. Uh-uh, I need to. Oh, no, I don't want to see nothing about church. I don't want to hear nothing about church. Matter of fact, I'm about to text and tell them, get me out of them groups. I don't even want to see that. When you allow people to stop the blessings of God no, and I don't, stop get me out of them doing groups. God's Listen, assignment, I'm tired of this. That's just what the enemy wants. He's laughing, rejoices, and, and having a big old party over how he's bringing you down. Ooh. Can I get a witness in the house of God today? Anybody ever go through these kind of things? All right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Verse 16. As for me, I will call upon God. Thank you. I'm going to go ahead on and do this thing. I'm going to go ahead. Listen, Jesus. Everything you said, even though it was hard and I didn't want to listen to you, when I heard it, it was piercing my heart. And see, that was my flesh telling me, get out. Because the flesh was against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. <laughs> but you said in your word that, that when you put the Holy Ghost inside of me, that it would hear everything you say and bring it to me. And it's been doing its job. So you know what? I'm going to get this right. I've been failing. I've been stumbling. I've been messing up. But I'm going to start calling on you. I'm going to stop throwing shade. I'm going to stop telling the wrong people. When I start feeling like this again, I'm going to schedule me an appointment with my therapist. I'm going to handle myself different. I'm going to put away anger. I'm going to overcome my wrath. I'm going to stop getting so short-tempered. I'm going to put this person out of my house. And I'm going to get back in every group. I'm going to get back in every text message thread. I'm not going to let the enemy run me off. What you taught me to do. I'm getting my prayer life back. I'm going to start reading my word again. I'm proud of you, son. I knew you could do it. Because your grace... It's sufficient. Amen. Your strength was made perfect. When I started this prayer, I was weak. But as I listened to you, that word started hitting my spirit. And that grace started re-energizing me. It started revitalizing me. And now I feel like I can leap over a wall. Through my God, I can run through a troop. You have taught my hands how to walk. I didn't know how to walk. Now I feel like a warrior. I laid at your feet broken. But now I feel like I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. Oh, my God. See, if you stay talking to the therapist, that's going to be a turning point. You're going to get you a breakthrough. Things are going to shift. Things may not shift in the situation, but when it shifts in you, once you get that shift in your spirit, everything else going to fall in place. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look what he said. And the Lord is going to save me. 
evening and morning and noon, I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He has delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. For there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them. Even he that abided of old. Selah. He put an emphasis on that. When he started getting his strength back, he started using biblical words. See, when you start getting your strength back, that word is going to start coming to you again. You're going to start hearing scriptures again. And then you put that emphasis on that. David said, Selah. I mean what I say. Woo. What a therapist. He's not like anybody on this earth. There's nobody on this earth. That's what you, when you learn that, see, salvation is about connecting you to Jesus. Many people got this wrong. They think salvation is about connecting you to a ministry. Listen, the Bible said there is salvation in no other name. Salvation is not in the name house of freedom. Because if we could offer what Jesus wants us to do, we can operate every week and he would never show up. But the goal of every ministry is to connect people to Jesus. And hopefully I've shown you another side of Jesus today that causes you to run to him. This kind of prayer that this man prayed, he was by himself. See, when you live by yourself and you believe you're talking straight to him, you can be transparent with how you really feel. The beautiful thing about prayer, being alone, that's why he say, enter your closet. He was using that to talk about part of our private, intimate moments, intimate times with nobody around so that you don't have to try to hide your words because somebody close enough to hear you. It's good to pray with your spouse. That's not Jesus. That's really my wife. She did a good job, though. Your character was on fire today. You didn't even know my notes. You did good. See, the Holy Ghost gave her what to say. You did a good job. You did a good job. But what happens is you got to learn as a Christian that no matter where life take you, he's there. He is with you. And the Bible say, whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Listen, he say, you can't go to heaven and bring him down. You can't go to hell and pick him up. They say, but he's near you. Where's he at? He's even in your mouth. That if you call upon the Lord, but Jesus is as close to you as you saying Jesus. When you call on him from the right spirit, you automatically get his attention. He's in your mouth. The Bible say the word is near you, even in your mouth, that if you would confess him. Oh, my God. See, it's all making sense. I see him different because this kind of understanding will help you in your prayer life. Because a lot of times we can't advance is because we don't know how to pray. But when you learn how to pray, nothing can take you out. Because once you know, listen. You don't have to try to impress Jesus when you pray. That's what a, and the longer you stay in God, the more you try to come before him 
in the right fashion. He's not looking for that. What he's looking for is the right heart posture. The right heart posture is what touches him. Oh, my God. You can go sit down. Bring me the podium. Let me go to my last scripture. Luke. And we're going to finish right there. I guess put it right here. Y'all can just go to Luke 22, and that's where we're going to finish up. Y'all understand what I'm teaching today? Somebody say I have the best therapist in the world. Listen, don't let the enemy keep you from talking to Jesus. Because if he can keep you from talking to Jesus, you don't have a chance to get the help you need. But the Bible says he's able to help them that's in any trouble. Y'all, some of the trials that you, listen, this is what I learned. Some of the trials that you go through in life, them real ones, they're really going to push you to mental and spiritual levels that you never knew you can go to. Real trials. Remember I was talking about that crushing last week? When something is getting crushed, it's pulling something out of you and it's taking you to thoughts that you never thought you would think. And it's bringing you right to that point. See, and that's what I'm learning. What's really happening is that old personality that you develop before you come to Christ, that's hard. That's a stronghold. That's who you are. And sometimes God has to bring you through some very difficult things because the objective is to break that man down. Paul used this term. He said, crucify your members which you're up on the earth. And then in one place he said, mortify your members that are up on the earth. I've never saw debt to the flesh in, in those apostles' writing as a pleasant term. But they always use violent and gruesome words when they talked about the mortification of the flesh. When he said crucify the flesh, he's talking about something you're going to have to go through that's excruciatingly painful. In other words, you're going to have to Feel your flesh fighting to know it's dying. And if you don't feel it, if you don't feel it fighting, you're not to the point of crucifixion yet. Because no crucifixion was not painful. I know I preach a version, a strange version of Christianity. I kind of do, huh? But this is the way of the cross. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not interested in like trying to fit in with the mainstream. Like, I want to give you the word because the word is what's going to transform you. Paul said, be renewed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've got to change. Somebody say you got to change. Somebody say you got to change. Somebody say you can't stay the same way. Somebody say you have to die. And that ain't easy. That's why you need a counselor. Take advantage of that, y'all. When you go into prayer, think about, I'm going to my therapist. When you think about it like that, you're going to get some real prayers. A lot of people don't get breakthrough in their prayer life because they don't pray for real. But when you look at it for how God really set it up, let me show you this. Let's finish over here in Luke. This way, can y'all stand up? 
And we're going to finish right here. This is a quick service. We've only been in service about an hour and a half. Y'all like church short like that? <laughs> I'm mindful of y'all. I know we, we had those technical, but listen, y'all, our new spot is, is, is coming, y'all. So y'all stay patient. The Lord has had me patient. <laughs> Look, Josh, say, we need to be at that next week. Unfortunately, my brother, we'll be right back over here next week. <laughs> But thankfully, though, but we are making great process. We've got our permits pulled. We're just now lining up all the work. And so God has been good to us. Amen. So let us be patient as the Lord brings us through. Amen. Amen. Y'all go get y'all cushion chairs again. Don't be small. They coming back. <laughs> I miss them too. Amen. Look at this right here. So in order for Jesus to be a therapist, Obviously, he had to, okay, obviously, he had to go through the same type of moments. And I'm going to just read you. And I've preached this passage several times, and I'm going to be honest with you. I love talking about the passage because it shows me the human side of Christ. And it just always makes him so relatable to me. This passage helps me. It's probably one of my favorite passages. And he came out and went as he was wont, which means this is what he did all of the time to the Mount of Olives, to his crushing place. And the disciples followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that you enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's pass. And he kneeled down. And he prayed. Do you know what's the lesson from verse 41? Let me read that again. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast. Then he kneeled down and he prayed. Some of the prayers you need to pray, nobody need to hear that. Listen, some, I don't care how close you are, sometimes there's prayers that I have to pray in another room. And you don't know at what stage of your life you're going to have to pray like that. But sometimes you need them God love. What's your title? Never let your title or length of service hinder your growth. Because titles and, and length of time in Christ hinder people more than you know. Because it's hard for people. It's called the pride of life. But the pride of life is simply when you look at what you've accomplished and who you are. And you allow that to affect your humility. Never let the pride of life, what you've accomplished in life and ministry, affect you humbling yourself before the Lord. Amen? Because it's better to be humbled in this season of your existence than to get before him and he say, I never even knew. The Bible say he withdrew about a stone's pass. When he got to a point where nobody was around him, nobody, somebody say nobody. Somebody say, I love you, but you don't need to hear this. Because you may look at me different. I'm serious. Because when you start praying for real, people might say, ain't no way a pastor dealing with that. But that's why pastors and men of God fall because they, call, they don't carve out these moments to be honest. This man had done three years of ministry, was the Messiah, 
and I mean, did all kind of miracles. And he still, with all of his accomplishments, got to a point where he got everybody out of his space and humbled himself. And the Bible says he kneeled down. And look what he told God. Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. And they put a colon right there. I love the, the, the way the Bible is written. It's perfect grammar. Whenever there's a colon in the sentence, that means pause. And the Bible says, he said, Father, if you be willing, can you take this trial out of my path? I don't want to deal with what I know you are leading me to do. And he just laid before God right there. And I know what happened as he laid before God. God started talking to him. And I can just about imagine what God was telling him. He said, son, <laughs> do you remember when you were in the same form as me and you sat across from me and I said, I need a savior. And you looked at me and you told me these words. This is what you told me. You say, prepare me a body. All you got to do is prepare me a body. And I'll go down there. And I'll take the death of the cross. I'll take the beatings. I'll take everything that comes with being a Messiah. This is how God was talking to him. God was simply reminding him of his commitment. And you know what Jesus said? Father, you are right. I did tell you. Prepare me about it. But being a human is hard. How can I prove that? The Bible says he despised the shame. It's documented. He was not enjoying people putting a crown of thorns on his head, spitting on him, slapping him, getting hit with a, a, a tail, pulling flesh off his back. But the Bible says he despised the shame. What embarrassed him? A grown man getting his clothes stripped off for everybody to see? That was embarrassing. And there was nothing he can do about it. Because he agreed to do it before he came. And if I can hear the father saying, but son, if I move this cup, nobody can be saved. Because the sin of the whole world is on your shoulders. I can bring you back. You didn't sin at all. You, you didn't make one mistake, so I can't put you in hell. But what about other people? What about those that's coming behind you? What about the billions of people that's going to call on me and read about this prayer and it's going to strengthen them to hold on? What about them? What you're getting ready to endure is setting it up for generations, thousands of people from all over the world, all nationalities to have access to me. Don't be so selfish, my son. See, your counselor got to be able to tell you real things. 
And when Jesus heard God reminding him of what they agreed upon, he said, nevertheless, your will, not my will. Because if I had my way, I would be out of this garden. He said, so kill my will. And he humbled himself. And he accepted the will of God all over again. But then his flesh started talking again. And his flesh say, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And the Bible say the prayer got so intense that an angel came down from heaven and strengthened him. But you would think after the angel come down and strengthen him, he was ready to go. The Bible said he prayed a third time. They said and got so intense in that garden, he started experiencing hematosis. Meaning his blood started coming out of his skin because he was so stressed out. But the Bible say his spirit was so stressed that sweat like blood started coming and dripping down from him. That's a prayer life. That's somebody determined to please God. And after that third time, then he got up and he went to his disciples. See, he wasn't expecting the disciples to endure because they wasn't called to what he was called to. A lot of times you're expecting people to pray as long as you and study as hard as you. Y'all not called to the same thing. The higher your calling is, the more your drive going to be to get to God. And what I love about that story, his strength didn't come from a man. His strength didn't come. No, it came straight from God. And once he accepted the will of God and what he had to go through to accomplish the will of God, then God was able to put the strength in him to go face what he had to face. Hallelujah. Mm. Somebody say, I love you, Jesus. These are the kind of things that make me love Jesus. The more I learn him, the more I understand him, the more it causes me to want to please him. Who would endure such a thing for strangers? What a being. What a, what a, what a, what a being. What a beautiful spirit to have a mind to pay that kind of price for somebody like me. Oh, I love Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Right where you are. <laughs> Amen. Right where you are. Hallelujah. As we get ready for prayer, we're going to pray as a church. You can stay right where you are. Hallelujah, Lord. Amen. If you feel like, amen, that you haven't been walking and pleasing God right where you are, just close your eyes and just go ahead on and acknowledge that and let the Lord know that you're sorry. 
I love teaching on repentance because repentance is a good thing. Repentance is simply the opportunity to correct behavior, to restore your relationship with God. That's all repentance is. Repentance is simply saying, God, I know better than what I've been doing. You've educated me better. You've taught me better. But through my own desires, I've chosen to be contrary to what you've enlightened me to. And for that, I apologize. Father God, I'm sorry for my acts of disobedience, my transgressions, my violations. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I want to correct it. I want to do better. That's what repentance is. Repentance is just correcting behavior. If you haven't been committed, you can recommit. If you miss the mark, you can correct it. You can fix it. You can change it. You don't have to accept defeats and you don't have to accept sin and walking in those paths. You do not have to accept that. Once the word of God comes to you, you can say, Lord, I agree that I'm not walking how you telling me to walk. I repent. I'm going to change that. Hallelujah, Lord. As we get ready to pray, you are forgiven. Hallelujah, Eat that sound good. Let us pray. Father God, come on, talk to the Lord with me, church. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, Jesus, I can feel such an intimate spirit in this place. Hallelujah. I can feel you in this place, Jesus. I can feel you in this place, Jesus. Help us to be humble before you. Let our hearts be tender before you, Lord. Not hard, but tender, Lord. Let our hearts be humble before you. Let our hearts be broken before you, God. Let us enter into the temple like the man. God, that didn't even want to lift up his head. God, but he smote his breast, oh God. And he said, Lord, I'm not even worthy to be called your son. I'm not even worthy to be called your child. I'm sorry, Lord God. Forgive me, oh God, for all of my transgressions. Restore my soul. Wash me clean. Wash my mind, oh God. Wash my heart. Amen. I can feel Jesus in this place. I really can. I really can. Amen. I really can feel Jesus. Y'all come up and meet me at the altar. I'm not going to even lie to you. I can feel Jesus at this place. Amen. And as we get ready to go, let us just spend a moment before him and allow him, amen, to deal with us, to talk to us. Amen. I don't think we should miss a moment to get in the presence of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come humbly before him. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. We come humbly before you, Lord. 
Come on, let us humble ourselves before Jesus. Every one of you in this place know that you are forgiven. Every sin is forgiven you this day. Hallelujah. Father God, we call upon you, Lord, as a church body, as a church family. We need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I can feel you all in this place. Lord, begin to pour out of your spirit upon your people, Lord. Pour out of your precious spirit, Jesus. Let them know, oh God, how much you love them. Let them know how much you want to fellowship with them. Let them feel the connection today, Lord Jesus. As our hearts are broken before you, as our minds are humbled before you, Lord. Refresh us today, Lord God. I can feel your spirit. Come on, talk to Jesus right where you are. Come on, talk to Jesus right where you are. Come on, talk to Jesus right where you are. Come on, he's in the room. He's in the room. Come on, 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 he's in the room. We call upon you, Jesus. Come on, there's a special grace in this place. Come on, there's a special grace in this place. Come on, there's a special grace in this place. Call upon Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We call you. Come on, the Bible say, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, call upon him. Come on, let him restore you. Let him restore you. Come on, call upon the Lord. Come on, call upon the Lord. Come on, call upon the Lord. Come on, I can feel him in this place. Come on, I can feel him in this place. Yes, God. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, y'all help me pray. Let the Holy Ghost lead you as we pray. Come on, let the Holy Ghost lead you as we pray. Thank you, Lord. Come on, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Let every yoke be destroyed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Come on, Jesus want to connect with you today. Come on, he want to connect with you today. Come on, he want to connect with you today. By his spirit. Fill us with your spirit, Jesus. Fill us with your spirit, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Let every yoke be destroyed on your people today. Let every yoke be destroyed on your people today, Jesus.
free your people, Lord. It's your people, Jesus. You are a mighty warrior. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Strengthen my brother, Lord God. Strengthen him, God, even more like never before. Do it for us, God, in the name of Jesus. Come on, do it for us, God, in the name of Jesus. Strengthen him, oh God. Build Iman Doramasie, God. Continue to lead him and guide him, oh God. Continue to order his steps, oh God. Continue to direct his paths, oh God. In the mighty name of Masori Biandesi. Yes, God, let every yoke be destroyed, God. In the name of Jesus, God. I command it to be so, God. I command it to be so, God. Every attack of the enemy, God. In Jesus' name, God. Strengthen her right now, my Lord, God. Shanduna makashi mokoshaya. Kumando rama mama so, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, strengthen my brother right now, God. Strengthen my brother right now, God. Strengthen my brother right now, God. Like only you can, oh God. God, you got great things for him, God. In the name of Jesus, God. In the name of Jesus.
God, let every yoke be destroyed in this place, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let every yoke be destroyed in this place, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let every yoke be destroyed in this place, Jesus. Free your people, Lord. It's your people. Free your people, Jesus. Let the people of God be free. In the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. For the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost filling this place. Come on, receive the Holy Ghost. Let it flow as we get ready to go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
as we dismiss. Amen. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel. And I will bless them. God bless you. You are dismissed. In Jesus' name, and you can continue to pray with me.